0: welcome to the city rev life podcast my name is roby and i'm here with dr tariq king who is an expert on i say an expert can i
1: say expert you can say an expert i don't know if it'd be true
0: (laughs) i'm gonna say expert uh his expertise is in artificial intelligence and uh He speaks all, you speak all around the world on this subject, and so thank you for speaking into your church family on this subject matter of some of, I mean, it's, I think it's safe to say some of the bleeding-edge advancement of our time, right, in artificial intelligence. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, fair, fair. I mean, I think AI is everywhere. And it's moving r- quicker than we've ever seen it move before exponentially. So definitely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we have, um, in, in this short series on on AI, we have talked about uh, just kind of an intro to it. In the last episode, we talked about some of the opportunities. And there's a call for believers to be city changers in the space of science and technology and innovation and, and with AI, which we want. And that our default stance is for technology and innovation because we're made in the image of God. So we should always have a default pro stance towards innovation. At the same time, we do need to always be aware that there's going to be a shadow side to innovation. In the same way we are going to use it for good, there's going to be ways it's going to be used for evil. And um, there's a, a always a history of believers using um technology for good um but there's going to be ways that we have to be ready that it's going to be used for evil so we've talked about some of the opportunities and really they're endless opportunities yeah. and endless pos- positives for ai but let's just in your mind what are some of your top ai concerns
1: sure and and as they're endless positives they're probably endless negatives sure. as well um i think for me um of thinking about the human side of ai is where i tend to start right like what impact is ai going to have and the interactions of ai going to have on human beings right um there's a whole um kind of area that i first started out investigating in ai around bias right or basically fairness in AI machine learning systems. so is the system going to work the same for someone that looks like you versus someone that looks like me and if it doesn't is it going to put us in situations where We've now put a group that has been already disadvantaged at further disadvantage. And those are kind of like, you know, um, things that we have to kind of take uh, very close to the heart when we're designing or building AI machine learning systems. Because ultimately, like we're integrating these things into society. Our kids are growing up with these um, systems available to them at on their smartphones or in their homes, and we're interacting with them every single day. So bias is a, a huge um, thing, um, which, for, which is this.
0: which is so interesting because I think, at least my initial thought, what would, would be, if you're having a computer running a system, you would think it would be re- removing those biases. But when you realize that it's humans who designed it, yeah, then you realize that they can be baking some of those biases and basically wiring them into this this system. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's it's exactly because the way that machine learning systems are trained is for humans to feed them examples of things, right? And so when you look at a data set that's being used to train a new uh, machine learning model, uh, that data set could be balanced, right? They could have representation from different groups, uh, or it might not be. It might be totally unbalanced right there was a, a tech giant who won't go by name who had started leveraging um ai machine learning in the early like i think this was like back in 2004 to to determine candidates for a job and this was tech jobs and it was it started the ai started discriminating against women for tech positions and why was that when you look back at the training data well it was mainly males that were fed in terms of their resumes to this system. The system was not taught to kind of ignore that attribute. And so of course it would see a a female name and reject it. Right. Now luckily they shut that down quickly, but that's kind of just like a quick example back from two decades ago where like we were thinking about bias in AI and now it's kind of gone to a larger scale.
0: And I, I think also there are examples where they're taking in information from human behavior and they're like they're picking up on just biases that are in just humanity.
1: Yeah, yeah. There was cases of the, a chatbot that was kind of let loose on Twitter and started learning derogatory terms and learning racial slurs. So, you know, it, the machine is still doing what you tell it to do. It's kind of just learning that using information and using data. So it's kind of scary. So
0: the chatbot, let's pause on that one for mm-hmm. a second, because that's, right. that's an incredible story. So what's a chatbot?
1: So a chatbot is basically uh, an AI that's built to have a natural language conversation with uh, another human or another machine. Uh, typically, you see them being used in areas like uh, telemarketing or Tech support or any kind of support system, right? So those bots basically have a dialogue, right? Chat GPT is a chat bot, one of the most okay. famous chat bots that we know of. Um, but again, they can be tailored to specific tasks.
0: Okay, so they deployed this chat bot, mm-hmm. and it was for Twitter.
1: Yeah, it was on Twitter. It, was on it, was Twitter. Not, well, it wasn't necessarily for Twitter. It was it was actually built by Microsoft. <laughs> okay, uh, but it was deployed on Twitter, and what happened was. It, not we're trying to not blame the chat bot people started interacting with the bot and passing it racial slurs and of course it learned those racial slurs right so the thing is once you deploy something out there right and in that case and there's guardrails around this stuff now but um those those things being kind of like let's just put the bot out there and it can learn whatever well someone might teach it the wrong thing and we have to have those protections in place to prevent that.
0: And it's taking in so much data and spitting out so much data that it's learning at an unimaginable rate. It's just drinking in whatever it's fed. And so.
1: I I think like unlike um, traditional software, right? With traditional software, you kind of test it and then you release it. With these things, you do some testing beforehand. But the fact is that it can change its behavior at runtime while it's out there operating. So it's already released, right? So who's mm. who's governing? <laughs> sure. Who's governing that process? We govern that process when we have control over the release. Now it's out there; yeah. it's just learning.
0: So what? And uh, you know, I was thinking just from my perspective as a pastor. So someone engaging something like ChatGPT, so they're asking it questions and giving it feedback. There's no such thing as a worldview vacuum. Like you can't just just you can't not have a a worldview. So at some point, A.I. is going to develop some sense of worldview. You know, it may not have the same ethical like senses totally, but at some point it's going to frame up its understanding of truth. It has to, I would think. Right.
1: Yeah. And, And this is actually like like anything else. If you start to think about the world and how the media might be controlled in some places, AI is going to be kind of like the next version of all that, right? So it definitely will have a view. The question is, which view and who fed that view, right? Sure. Um, I'm sure it's not going to just be allowed to take up any view possible. I think that there will be guardrails around it. Right. But whoever is regulating AI and machine learning systems have also the opportunity to to feed it with their worldview, yeah. right? And have that be something that's propagated.
0: Yeah. So that a, a key reason. For believers to step into this space mm-hmm. and help uh, help put up guard guardrails that represent justice and righteousness, yeah. where it's catching things like bias and can stand up for justice, but it's also catching things like worldview and standing up for uh, uh, understandings of truth and biblical understandings of truth in a, in a way that's appropriate. And so, uh, needing people in there to shape that. So the human there's some concern on the human side. You spoke about bias. Um, what are some of the other concerns for for AI?
1: So I think I think the big thing that people are worried about. Some very very smart people uh, are very worried about AI actually taking over the world. I was hoping we were going to get to this because
0: we can we talk about you know like the Matrix you know of sure. possibility like is this a real? So you are here, scientist. You know you work in this field. What are I mean I can I know what we talk about. You know us lay people talk about. AI and science fiction. But in your field, among other experts, what are they like? Is that a real thing?
1: Definitely a real thing. And there's, again, some of the brightest people that I've met that have a real concern about this. And I, I, I agree with um, that concern in that there's, there's, there's a whole realm of, you know, intelligence out there. And in the narrow space, like when we start talking about narrow intelligence, it's that an AI bot can actually just do like one task very well. And, and we've been doing that. We've seen many examples of that. Um, but then there's the world of artificial general intelligence, where AI and machine learning systems are more like humans in that they have these general cognitive functions, right? And they can learn like humans can and exhibit you know, these higher order intelligent behaviors beyond a single task. And then the question becomes now, okay, we have narrow intelligence, general intelligence. Can we reach a level of super intelligence where the machines actually surpass us as humans? And yeah, like the Matrix then maybe we just all become batteries, right? <laughs> <laughs> or or worse yet, thinking of the Terminator and there's a total annihilation. Now, we, we know that the world doesn't end that way, but this is a, a concern that people generally have is that the machines actually surpass us as humans and start doing really bad things.
0: Okay so now that i'm terrified um (laughs) (laughs) what so what literally as a as responsible scientist in this field how are you approaching that question and what's being done so that we you know we don't have a terminator situation
1: yeah so i mean i i this is something that i think i've even talked to you in the past about like as i was um in deep in kind of innovation in this field and i going forward, I'm thinking as a Christian, I'm praying every time, like, Lord, don't let me contribute to some, you know, crazy event. Right. But then you still have to sit and think, well, yes, you know, people are going to use this technology for good. The technology itself may surpass, but, you know, the Lord is still on the throne ultimately. That's right. um, but but yeah, there, to me, that there's there's certain things that we will have to kind of really uh, think about in terms of regulation. Uh, at at a large scale level, right? A lot of the tech giants are all talking about uh, regulatory um, and compliance and governance issues around AI and ethical AI, responsible AI, and also explainable AI, right? Can the AI actually give a reason for why it did something, right? So that we can get down to the root cause of what is going on. Um, I am more, quite frankly, uh, worried about AI machine learning systems that um, uh, purposely try to deceive, right? Um, I've, I've not seen it happen. I've seen AI make mistakes, right? ChatGPT is fallible. It makes mistakes. Um, and I, I'm fine with that if it admits those mistakes. Hey, this looks like it was a problem or not. But it's another level to actually try to deceive us as humans. Um, so Regulation is definitely a a big thing there. I think having the right people in these areas spread across because AI is going to be across multiple domains. So, you know, people who will speak up and who will and try to innovate in ways that we can actually protect AI from um, taking over, so to speak. Right. Um, Part of it is a built in design thing. And another part of it is, well, once it's out there, how can we control it?
0: Yeah, I'll, that's it's interesting to hear how that discussion is going. But I really like what you're saying about we just we know who's on the throne, yeah. and so we just can't operate out of a spirit of fear. And what happens if the enemy can make us afraid? Then we retreat from from something. But we've been sent into the world, so yeah. we're, we're sent. Jesus says in the same way the Father sent Him into the world. This is John 17. He's sending us into the world. And so we've got to go into the messy spaces. we got to go in the messy spaces of AI where there's concerns, but there's also opportunities. And we have to do uh, what we can to to regulate the concerns, mitigate the concerns, but also seize the opportunities for the gospel. And so we've got to step into to both of those spaces for sure.
1: Yeah. And I, I think that there's, again, I think that it's kind of like this symbiotic relationship between the two. Like there is definitely some fears but those fears can drive opportunities to innovate and find solutions for those things and i think we need to be at the forefront of of those innovations as well
0: well i think that's great well um Tariq, thanks for being a city changer and in that space and uh i, I really hope that this inspires many others uh, in the city rev family to um whether you're in the tech industry or not um or or you're in the discussion of ai or not but wherever you're at there's going to be a messiness in wherever you're called into um even just into our families and neighborhoods and friend groups yeah. social media i mean there's messiness but we're not called to retreat we're called into the city to step in there and be uh, salt and light for good and so I hope that this has been uh, a helpful, interesting discussion for you about Christians and and AI. If we can step into that space, there's any other space that we we can and should step into for the sake of the gospel and revealing Jesus, because if we reveal Jesus, it revolutionizes our city. So thanks for joining us on this episode, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe or leave a rate and review. If you want more content or additional resources, head to cityrev.org or download our app. We hope you have a great day.